So I was inspired to do this interview because as someone who works at Artsy Creator, it often happens that when I'm editing a review that's discussing a performance that I've never seen, one of the things that really helps me to visualize what the writer is trying to say is actually the photographs. The photographs speak volumes. So in this interview, we'll be speaking with three performance photographers, two who work primarily with dance companies. Uh, Bernie Ng and Kwang Jinkai and Crispin Chan who works mostly with theatre companies but dance companies as well occasionally. So these are the people who have an inside look and in most cases they're responsible for the photography that packages the entire production from start to finish. Hello, this is Crispin. Hello, I'm Bernie. Hi, I'm Jinkai. Can the three of you share how long have you been doing what you do? Actually, this is something that's kind of started when I was in university myself as a as an acting student. It was always something that kind of just started out first as a way to take photos and to commemorate my time at school, and it often became a way to um, give us presents to my fellow class classmates. But I actually really enjoyed the process because it was a process where I was studying film in school as well. So it was kind of like I could be a film director as well as an actor as well, taking photos. So. So for the last 15 years, I've kind of been doing it um, whenever I can as an actor. Um, but then it kind of became a bit more serious maybe in the last 10 years as something that became more of a, you know, a in-between acting jobs kind of, kind of gig. And uh, yeah, it kind of took off from there for me. This is my sixth year. I started... Um it was just a hobby and I had a friend, she was teaching at NAFA at that time and she said, do you want to come to watch my student dance and then I thought, okay, can I take photos? And that's how I started. So, um, I was a dance student when I was younger, so it kind of brought me to the time when I was dancing, so I really wanted to do, to be in the scene again. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, not as, not as a dancer, but still with the dance community. My first taste of photography was eight years ago. And yeah, I've been doing dance photography for six. This is my sixth year. Sure, that's just the first time I met, met Bernie 2013. It was a Nafa shoot. Yeah, but anyway, um, the first time I touched a camera was my dad's camera about 30 years ago. Yeah, the DSLR. So last time I was a film, no, DSLR, the film days, right? So that was then. Then uh, it went. I I got my first DSLR about twelve years ago, to two thousand seven, and then no friends was there. Hey, can you come and take photos? We are having a Chinese dance performance. I said I'm not taking a Chinese dance performance. Oh, it's okay. If you're not charging, it's fine. So I went, and then it started. That was with NUS. Um, so it's been about twelve years, and and most of my shoots I actually I I work with primarily the NUS groups as well. The thing for me is that because it's still it's still a hobby mostly, yeah. So it's not so stressful, yeah. And um, yeah, I guess the yeah it's been quite a while. It's been about I I just realized I did about ten years of shooting so far. And what was the moment when each of you realized that you could make this professional? It's hard to say when it actually happened, but it became kind of obviously. I guess it became very clear that it's a very niche area mm. and it was it's it's a very hard area to find a lot of photographers in so it, it kind of fell naturally into my lap with the people that I knew 
in terms of, oh, hey, Crispian's an actor. Oh, he knows how to hold a camera. Oh, he's, he can take a shot that doesn't look blurry. And that kind of, that network kind of slightly, you know, slowly kind of grew out from that. So my time being in Singapore, um, so I came here to study acting in La Salle in 2005. Um, a lot of the kind of work that came from working as a student first and then knowing the lecturers who were people who were working in the industry as theatre people then kind of latched onto me to do photos for them and that kind of happened as well the same way in Perth when I was doing that as a university student in Perth in theatre there and that kind of came out from that um, but it just became one of that things where it's like oh we need a photographer and that person knows how to take theatre shows that was kind of and then it kind of became like the, I, got, I got enough requests that kind of thought maybe I should start charging for my time. That's the thing. But it wasn't kind of like when I grow up, I want to be a photographer <laughs> for theatre. It just came out of demand, I think. Yeah. I think it came out of demand. I wanted to do dance photography because um, when I was younger, like much younger, when I posed for people or when I performed, that was like the f- analog days and we don't get any photos for myself like mm. I look back and I don't have any dance photos for myself so I wanted um, dancers to have photos when they retire so there's something for them to hold on to and um, like yeah it started as a hobby and when when a dance company offered um, a pay for me to do it and I thought okay this is nice yeah that's how I got started yeah. okay yeah I think there's quite a bit of pent up demand for for stage photography. We within the scene there's just this there's just, just a few of us who are who are doing quite regularly I guess. So the the transition is like okay like um first it's easy to look for the first shoot that paid me, right? But then after a while you the I I think the transition was when when people when different groups trust you enough to say, Hey do you do you want to shoot for us in like six months down on the road? Say, okay, yeah. When you're kind of recognized by the scene as an expert, like oh he's 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 a he's 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 good with dance photography, so let's call him. Let's let's just book him for the next or well, six six months down the road. Yeah, so I think that that was the transition point where you realize that oh gigs start started coming. And so you mentioned like it's a kind of niche thing and it's a kind of a, a subtle demand that's there. How do each of you see? the role of the stage photographer in the arts. Do you see it as something that's kind of unsung? People tend to focus more on the artists and the audiences when it comes to performance. So how do you see your role? I think when it comes to performance, right, there are really many people involved. A long time ago, I used to be in choir. Then I was at Archer. Then I did tech work as well in school. And now I'm a photographer, right? So I tried everything. So it's like everyone plays plays a role. So unsung a lot, but I think what our photos try, try to do is some kind of documentation work especially especially for people who have not seen the show and even for people who have watched the show right they look at photos and say oh it, it, it really aligns to to what the director wanted for me um it's always dance before photography so i try to make them look good like that's what i want to do yeah as long as i can make them look good i'm happy live performing arts is a platform, a medium, it's very temporal nature. It's not like film and TV or where you can record, you, you know, produce something 
and then it's um, forever kind of recorded in uh, on on DVD or online, and you can play it back again and again and again and again. Um, the nature of theatre, although that I mean it's beginning to change now, but generally theatre and dance, um, you do record it for archival, but you don't necessarily record it professionally, and it's not viewed. The audiences don't go, oh, I can't wait to see the live recording of a performance. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's it's meant to be experienced live. It's meant to be seen in front of you. Um, so then, in that case then, um, I think that stage photography is an important part of that because it is kind of like, as, you, as Jinka was saying, it's a record, it's a documentation. It is a kind of one of the few pieces of documentation that we have of a live performance mm. and so I th and, and and of course if that show has a life span beyond that first staging it because stage photos become that first point of contact for the next audience to come and see the show and um, for me who work who works for a theater company as well in marketing you know I understand the importance of what this a, a production photo can be when it comes to selling a show. Even even the it's the first time a show is being done. You know the first thing you're gonna. Yeah, I mean one funny thing about audiences in, in Singapore is that people don't buy tickets necessarily well in advance of a show. They'll wait to the last minute to see a show, and there's always a talk about. You know, we need to get the production photos, the press photos ready after dress rehearsal because that first review that comes out on that weekend is going to have that stage photo mm. plus the article review and but it's the first kind of visual contact that an audience has with a show before they go in and see it so i in some ways visualize in my head that a stage photographer photograph is extremely important because it is that kind of bridge between an audience and a performance and at the same time kind of recording it for, for, for posterity. Do each of you have a favorite kind of form or um, type of performance or what inspires you when you're on the job? Every show is different. Mm. Every show is different. You don't know what's going to be the next challenge, what the set's going to bring, what the lighting's going to bring, what the performers, what the director's vision's going to bring, all the, the costuming, all that, you know, it's different every time. Um, and then on the other side, there's other sides of stage photography. Like for me, headshots is another thing that I really love, which is also about filming, photographing for performers. There's that personality, that presence, that stage presence that you get, which you don't get with other genres of photography. Mm. So headshots and stage photography, dealing with people on stage who are not necessarily being themselves, they're inhabiting the space in a different way that you normally don't see outside in other genres. I mean, fashion might be the closest you think you come to it, but it's really a superficial kind of thing because it's about how they look rather than what they're feeling necessarily. Whereas when you're watching performance, there is that emotional part that you're capturing in a photograph. I mean, that's what I love about it. Headshots for me provide a more intimate kind of moment with performers where I get to be one-on-one -on -one with a performer, which is, you know, away from all the let stage lights and all that stuff, which I like, um, to kind of really kind of dig deep into being with um, someone um, and shooting. Um, 
having that connection with somebody. I mean, that's another thing about performance photography. It's about having a connection to the performance yourself and portraying that um, feeling of yourself as an audience watching it. I agree. I think if you love the subject, Mm. then the enjoyment comes in. So as someone who enjoys performing art, so you know, when you have performers in front of you, you appreciate the craft and the artistry. Um, yes, there are like a lot of lots of different genres, and there something that you like better than the other. But as Christian said, like everything's different. Every time is different. So you get to be part of it, and and, and, and that's enjoyable in itself. I think for me, one of the biggest push factors to work with certain artists or certain shows is that I can see the, the drive that, that they have, despite how much budget they have, uh, despite how tight the, pro- the production timeline is. And when you we work with them, you, you feel that you are, oh, you are, you are part of some, something that oh, to people outside doesn't seem like a big deal. But to the people who are working on the show, right, your photos turn out to be very, very important because it helps them to say, Oh, whatever we have just done for the last four or five months is really worth it for us. Look, look at the photos, look at the videos, look at the audience's reactions. I, I think shooting this kind of shows with audience involved, right? It brings in another element as well. Because you start to capture the, the energy that goes off between the audience and the performers as well. And you look at the, the looks of their faces, etc. Yeah, which is some, something that we don't get when we are shooting, let's say, a full dress rehearsal. It's a, it's, it's a very safe environment in that sense because no one's seeing it except us. I think what's interesting is like watching, knowing Bernie's work, knowing Jin Kai's work, knowing other people's work, like Napping, Na everyone else's, it, everyone kind of has their own interpretation of what means to them, where they take sh- shots. And what's really interesting, like I've shot with Bernie at the same time, I've shot with Jin Kai at the same time. It's interesting watching each other going oh they took a shot then but I didn't take a shot then why is that or vice versa and you know that kind of is really interesting to kind of see how each photographer is responding to the show in mm-hmm. their different ways it's it's interesting I mean I'm not saying that I, mean, I don't know there's no wrong or right it's just that it's interesting to see how everyone kind of brings their own vision to it and stuff like that and yeah mm-hmm. that's really inter- that's what's interesting as well for me each of you you have like a regular company or regular companies that are like... Our benefactors. <laughs> Without naming names, can you share some examples of like unusual or strange incidences or requests that you've got from people? This was a hard question yes. actually. I was thinking about because theatre is always weird. I mean, for me, theatre is always weird in terms of... No, that's not actually, it's not weird. No, no. Um, I, I, I've, done, I've never had anything un, un, particularly unusual for, for theatre or, or for dance action, to be honest. Nothing, I mean, whether either, either positively or negatively, I mean, the most weirdest for anything is just when, when, nudity, when nudity is involved. I, th- I think the only time when it's something that I have, it's, I wouldn't call it unusual, but there's an exception to, when I'm, to my normal routine is when nudity is involved. Mm. That's when I have to be very mindful about what works, what doesn't work. When should I take a photo of something that that serves the purpose of what the story is trying to say or what their vision is? Nothing really kind of shocks me otherwise or is unusual for for show for 
third stage photography. I actually find the other way, other way around is actually I find that work outside of performing arts. So working with corporate photography, when mm. I've done headshots, yeah. I get some very weird kind of clients mm. with, with, with headshots for corporate work. So I've got mm. plenty of stories about that. But mm. I mean, you know, when someone walks across wearing a guy walks in front of you on stage and he's wearing a merman mermaid costume you just kind of go oh yeah just okay it's, it's another day in the theater really mm. <laughs> I, I mean yeah i was kind of asking about your experience in general when people hear you're a photographer do they give you weird questions oh do you get to watch free shows yeah i, I get it very often mm. like it's like sometimes when you say that you're a photographer right do you think that you have access to every single show out there then friends will come and ask you, hey, do you have tickets for so-and-so production? Say, oh, unfortunately, I'm not working that production, etc. And I, I think the challenge for me sometimes is that sometimes when we work with dance groups, but let's say like small dance schools, etc. Right, they're very interested in getting a lot of photos because they want to have as many kids inside. So there's one group that uh, kept on asking for more and more photos and I, at the end I had to do like 1,000 photos for them. I was like, yeah, and because I, I try not to release photos that have not been edited at all. So when they wanted more and more, right? So it became like, it was like the edit that can never finish. Because mm. after one round, they come and ask you, hey, do you have more photos? Do you have, do you have a picture of so-and-so kid? And then they were like, show me a picture of the kid. And I think because I'm not doing this full-time, it's easier to, to turn down shoots as well. Mm. And uh, we need to know what we want to do as well. Uh, because if we start to do a lot more, we don't have time to, to look at our work again. Mm-hmm. There's no time, we're just rushing from one shoot to the other shoot. So when you're working with a company, do they tell you what to shoot or do they leave it to you? Yeah, that's something I really appreciate um, at the beginning of my circle dance mm-hmm. photography career. I went into a shoot and asked the artistic director, like, is there anything you want? I said, like, you're the photographer, you give me whatever you want, me, you want to give me. So. And I'm forever grateful, and and it applies to basically all the companies that I w- I work with. So in terms of like the 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 question that you have for us, um, is there any odd request? I would rather give you like the at uh, the extreme of the spectrum. There, most of the time they're very they trust us a lot. Yeah, most of the time they do. I mean, of course there are certain techniques that you cannot go wrong. I mean, like dance position wise. Um, but other than that, not really. Yeah, it's, it's they're always quite reasonable. <laughs> Generally, I don't get requests too much either in terms of you know you must shoot this and this and this. But it is a kind of kind of I mean for myself, it, I I always do try to accommodate what everyone needs so often than not I will for a show will ask the lighting designer is anything I should look out for Mm. ask the director is anything I should look out for ask um, um, generally it's generally those two people visually that I talk about talk to just to make sure that you know there's nothing very special that needs to be covered so usually gonna get one or two chances to shoot it Um, but there's nothing that's like demanded of us I mean uh, not, but there. I mean, uh, there is one or two companies that I know who like their shots wider than others, for example. So some are very much into the very kind of operatic, cinematic vibe. So they mm-hmm. want wide shots all the time, um, or others are more free flow. Mm-hmm. But there's no real kind of um, 
demand or any kind of unusual requests in that sense from mm. from from myself anyways mm. from the company. Not that they have special requests, but after a while you sort of know what company what mm. would they the style. Yeah. Um so when you go out and watch shows by yourself, like not to take pictures of them. <laughs> Do you find yourself accidentally slipping into work mode and thinking about, you know, what would make a good shot? Constantly. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's almost like you're, I mean, uh, going to an earlier question before about, um, you know, the, the unsung heroes or the unsung artists. In some ways, it is. I mean, what we do is is a craft in itself, and you can't help but have a directorial kind of eye when you're looking at things. Um, when you when you're watching the show as an audience member, you know things like uh, you you notice the lighting is a certain way, and you go, oh, I'd love to just capture that light right now. Oh, that person just stood in the light, and that oh, that's such a great shot. I would love to shoot that. Or you know, you can't help but think that. I also find I don't know about you guys. Do you find that you can always kind of tell when the lighting? It's good lighting and what's bad lighting. You can tell when it's good costuming or bad costuming or bad quarry or bad good quarry or for me it's good blocking or bad blocking sometimes because it's about how it works in relation to the light or to the mm. set. And that ends up becoming a part of how I look at shows mm. is I go, um, did it look nice? Mm. Was it blocked nice? Was the mise-en-scene of the whole thing done in uh, coherently with all the different designers involved? and. Mm. I think from taking photographs, you develop that taste, whatever, whatever that taste is, um, mm. from from doing that. I think. Because I think I get distracted by a few things in the theater. One is, oh my god, this shot would be very majestic. I wish I could take out my phone for more. Then sometimes that magic happens, but yeah, but, <laughs> yeah, but um, another distraction that I have is when there's another photographer working. Like when I'm watching the show and the photographer's working, right? I I will subconsciously be listening to his camera clicks and say, Oh, you got no, that, you that. got that, you got that shot, you got that shot. Oh you missed All that right. shot. <laughs> yeah, it, it becomes distracting after a while, but but I can't help myself because yeah, it just sounds about the cut, the lighting, etc. right? Um so like we know that certain colour of lights doesn't work very well. You know it looks nice on stage, but it doesn't look good on the camera somehow. Alright. Yeah. Right. Yellow like, orange is like no 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 way. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Oh, I, I did actually have a funny request. I had, I had a, um, I had, um, uh, I shot a show. Well, it just reminded me when I was talking about blocking. I had a show that I shot. It was a student show. This actor's girlfriend had messaged me online because after you shoot the photos, you deliver the photos to the client. I, in this case, it was a school, and uh, they posted up. But I always try to be very democratic when I shoot school shows. I always try to make sure that I cover every mm. student equally with every other student, so everyone has equal shots. So that when, knowing that when they post it up, they're going to post everything up. You don't want to show, you know. So, anyways, I got this call, a message on Facebook from this actor's girlfriend. She said, "Why, why, why are the photos of my boyfriend really bad? I can't see his face." And then I kind of wrote back to her. I said, "Well, unfortunately, your your boyfriend." didn't really have good stagecraft because they kept looking upstage for all their scenes. <laughs> I said, if this, if the actor had faced, mm-hmm. you know, 45 degrees when they're talking to people, Robin, you know, then unfortunately that's all I can do. And I said, I try to cut salvage it. And, and, and that's the thing, you know, a lot of people don't realise it's kind of you're out of your hands in some ways in mm-hmm. those respects. If, 
an actor, it is a two-way thing. If the actor's not practicing or dancing or practicing good stagecraft, then you're going to miss those shots. Mm-hmm. For both of us, it didn't help me. It didn't help. It didn't help the the student mm-hmm. actor at the time. Mm-hmm. So for anyone listening out there, forty-five degrees mm-hmm. minimum. Like to even the audience. If, even if there are no reviews written about your show, it's gonna be there in the photographs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nice photos of if you want photos, do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so my, my acting teacher would say, um, um, when you're facing the audience, that's a hundred percent. If you're facing the audience, it's a fifty percent discount on tickets. Mm. And I was like, hundred percent, fifty percent. Yeah. Actually, one of the questions I wanted to ask was also about the process of how long it takes and how much editing do you do? Does it always take the same amount of time to edit any anything? Some shows are easier to edit than others. No, it's not the same. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but one th- one thing I found, um, I thought I thought shooting theatre would be easier because like you don't need to look for a specific time when everyone has the same lines. But I was wrong. I need to look for facial expression. I like everyone. Like, say if it's a cast of twelve people, then like I make I need to make sure like all twelve faces look good mm-hmm. and they all make sense. It's not about editing. It's more like on how which which picture to select. Mm-hmm. So you need to go through all faces, and with dance I go through all the feet. So yeah. Oh, it's feet. <laughs> yeah. Feet and arms and upper body and. I just have to repeat not blinking at the wrong wrong time, that's true. <laughs> oh wait, we we facial expressions while talking <laughs> Well yeah, I mean yeah, it's the eyes and the mouth, mm. um and, 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 and eyes. It's mm. where the eyes are looking in terms of where the intention is. Um, mm. so it's a, it's all more here whereas uh, sort of, uh, more on the face and then dance is it's in the body, right, right. Mm. Um, uh, I mean, I, I, on average, I would shoot at least. So I, I, I probably shoot a lot more than most people. To be honest, I know that. I know that actually because I can tell from the clicking. I shoot at least a thousand to two thousand photos for me. Whether it's and even more for dance because I'm just Mr. Spray and Pray with dance still. I'm still learning. I'm practicing, but I'm still mm-hmm. learning. So, um, um, but um, I do it. Uh, because it's about those nuances, and maybe it's the actor, and for me, it's about getting the right eye and the gr- the right mouth intention, or the it's about finding the intention right. So, I'll cull f- from a thousand to two thousand photos down to about fifty. <laughs> Sounds about right. About right. About fifty. Fifty is a good night. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and then basically for me, it's just a bit of. Um, cleaning up colours or cleaning up brightness and, and maybe cropping yeah. depending if the photo needs to be cropped but I um, it takes me at least um, a couple of good four or five hours mm. of solid work yeah, and coffee <laughs> last time I used to give a lot of photos as well then I, I remember when I first started I, I gave groups like 300 photos no? oh, and then wow. it was like then after a while I asked them do you really need to photos? No, actually just give us like 10 good ones that will do. Mm. So when that happened, right, that that that's, that clicked within me. I said, okay, then you have to be very selective. You can shoot a lot, but you don't need to show a lot. Yeah. Mm. So it's like, you have to be much more selective. And um, last time I used to post a more, much more photos online as well. Now I'm trying to cut it by half, like 
three photos on Facebook, ten ten photos on SmartMart, etc. Mm. Um, you mean so on your own platforms? Own. Yeah, okay. my own platforms. Yeah, because I I feel that some sometimes um when you take photos and you don't share enough, right? It just gets buried into the archives. Mm. But of course, there's some there's a there's an implicit understanding with the groups that um they kind of know what you're you're gonna upload. They know that you have done your own selection and it will be okay. Yeah. Uh, with regard to turnover, how fast I can turn around the the photos, right? Because my day job starts very early, mm. so I usually I, I can't do four a.m. days anymore. Oh, yeah. Wow. So. Yeah, I, I start work at 6, 6 a.m. Like, I wake up at 6 a.m. So for me, right, I will ask, okay, I will look at, uh, look at those and say, okay, do you need something for, for the media tomorrow? Okay, if you need something for media tomorrow, okay, then I'll give you, like, selection. I'll give you, like, one photo per item. And I try to, like, after the World War with groups, I know what kind of photos they want on their Facebook page, what kind of photos they want to send to Straight Suns, etc. So we try to give them those photos. Mm. Like, something that you think that is nice, right? Like of an individual dancer, right? Mm-hmm. You think it's nice. They, 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 they may not choose it. They may want something to showcase the entire ensemble. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you have to. Yeah. You usually when we do for the rushing out something for media, right? Um, it's not. It might not be my favorite piece of work from from the show. Mm-hmm. It might be something that I know that the media, the, like I know that the mm-hmm. company will like. Yeah. Any final thoughts? <laughs> I think we need to find I feel like shooting performances, theatre and dance, right, it's a very close group in the sense that um, it's very hard to start shooting without connections. Like you can't have someone who we don't know walk into the theatre time and say, I want to shoot for your upcoming production and there's nothing to show. And mm-hmm. he he doesn't have any like he doesn't know anyone in the scene, he just wants to come in and shoot. I think it's very hard for people to come in. So on 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 my own, I'm trying to like look out for people who can shoot. Like usually, people who shoot at NUS or NTU, right? They show some. They know their cameras well. They can get shots. They can get good shots from time to time, right? I think it's important for us to try to bring them into the the scene as well. Of course, that will dilute the number of shots we have. But I, our pool of photographers actually, that small. Mm-hmm. So we we need a few more people who are I guess younger who mm, can shoot yeah, yeah. longer hours and <laughs> if not I, I think after we stop shooting right then no transition. So I feel Yeah, that yeah. that's a good thing to talk about as well. Like what would you say to like young youth companies? There are lots of youth companies coming up now and a lot of the time they do their own photography. So mm-hmm. what advice would you give them? Uh first thing to note, performance photography doesn't pay a lot. <laughs> that's a that's a sad thing in itself, but so so it's really like looking for people who are passionate about it, mm. um, and I think if you have other kinds of work or photography to balance it, right? If you want to think of it as a career, that makes it a bit more possible. I feel so mm. you should not just if you want to survive just on performance itself, right? It's it's frankly not very viable in mm. in, in Singapore. I feel, um, and I think. Uh, in order to be a good performance photographer, right, you really need to watch a lot of shows. Like, get yourself connected to the art scene. Like, um, you watch anything from like theater to musicals to plays to dance performances. Because the more you watch, right, the more you feel about, the more you feel that the vibes, and then when you are shooting, it translates to better shots as well. I feel the actor in me is always, um, and I also work for a theater company as well. And so I kind of know how these things 
kind of work from the front and from the back in some ways and also being a freelancer in the past it's a funny thing I it kind of goes back to the same question with the unsung artist question mm. you know again I do kind of feel like I don't think it can be I mean we, we have a pro, we have a thing where we're competing technology is making it much more easy to access technology is making it easy to anyone to photograph um, to be a photographer to have yeah. the gear to have the access to it I think there's something to be said however that um, there is a reason perhaps why there's such a small group of us as photographers which is an extremely niche um, but I think it's a very highly specialized area um, that um, requires uh, people who have a director's eye and be able to have empathy with what's happening with performance mm. but also technically be able to understand the very special requirements of what it takes to photograph in theatre we're talking about you stand having one go you have one go during one dress rehearsal of a show and you have to shoot in low light and you need to have gear that needs to be adaptable for low light and it doesn't come cheap it doesn't come cheap um, um, if you want to have good quality photos that has a life span outside on say billboards and, and for, for, for that kind of scale or whatever it is so I think that um, I think there should be a recognition and that <laughs> there could be more done about recognizing the contribution of what a stage photographer is. <laughs> yeah. um, I think that sometimes I do feel that companies don't, and this is going to burn me, but I'm going to say it anyways, but I think that some ways, I think companies could do more to recognize photographers mm. in what they contribute to, say, the overall um, um, kind of storytelling yeah. from a marketing point of view and also from the point of the final product of what a mm -hmm. show can be. Um, I don't think, and I don't think we should tell that even to the younger generations coming up through that, you know, their work should be also... Um, be seen as being important to to the, to the craft. So yes, I think that photographers should be compensated appropriately. And I know that um, there is overall, and not just this, but this is the thing. It's not just performance photography. Photography in general. I mean, how much you used to pay a photographer in the film days to what you get paid now in digital days um, is extremely different. You know, you can earn a lot more money as a film photographer back in the old days than you do now. Who's a di where every Tom, Dick, and Harry is a photographer um, with with a camera gear. But I think that the conversation shouldn't stop. We should always be talking about saying, "Hey, you know, um, our work is, is is valuable as a lighting designer, as a costume designer, as an actor, as a performer, as a director, um, in terms of how it contributes to the storytelling of things." And I think that. Um, you know, when it does come to uh, remuneration or when it comes to rights of how we, our photos are used after we have taken them, all those things should, you know, be handled with, um, with some thought, mm -hmm. which not necessarily is always the case.
Mm. And, and that's something that I would tell like people who have asked me if they how to get into the industry I would say you need to have you know like Jinkai says you need to see a lot of good shows you need mm. to know what shows are trying to say you also need to have um, a commitment to say the gear that you're using because mm. um, um, it doesn't work help us if somebody comes in charges a lot of money but they don't use the right gear and the mm. photos look terrible mm. and then the next person comes in he has the best gear but charges little, and then suddenly, then the rates kind of change. So it's one of those interesting things that happens. That mm. It's an interesting discussion to talk about. Mm. Well, I guess for young photographers, <laughs> right, if they want, like, gear is a very big part of the game. Um, don't have to buy the gear right now, you just have to rent, borrow. Yeah. Don't steal. Yeah. Yeah, just rent the gear and try first. I, I, I have one less I use for, I re- rented it for about six or seven times, so I have to realize. I've rented enough to buy a new, uh, a new cop copy of the lens. So yeah, then then after what I realized that actually yeah, you just need to be a bit more selective for gear. I I think for young youngsters sometimes they come in and say oh say oh I need to get the best of everything. I just need to spend money mm. and and get the shots. But it's more important to get to understand your your gear now as well. And watch lots of films. Films really kind of help with composition. I find the biggest problem with people who try out with stage photography first is they don't understand that it's not just about the performer but it's about the space and that includes lighting and how you, comp- how you compo. I mean it's not just about oh that was an interesting expression the interesting expression but you know body's not you're not sure what mm. the body's trying to say as well then it it lessens the impact I mean that's the difference between a fantastic st- stage photo to just a regular Joe Blow photo mm-hmm. you know like mom taking a photo during a concert something like that so it's interesting I mean, it's interesting how I don't know how you guys kind of came what kind of helped informed your choices because you know your photographs also have a very distinct style and your composition is very deliberate so it's interesting to see I mean for me I came from a film background so that's how I kind of draw my stuff from but how do you guys kind of get that sense of it I once went to um, talk photography talk with um, yeah. him oh, no, okay, yeah. no with him oh, and so okay. like, like okay this guy he was trying to explain how he approached dance photography and I talked to him I said like I never I never think like that I just shoot so like there are you know composition rules that you know as a guideline to follow um, but I think at the same time I think for us you know you just know what is pleasant what is not <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it uh, is. I, I think it should be that way because mm-hmm. after all I think like for theatre, it's not just you know a very expressive face, but you know it's it's the whole image, like with lights and composition. Same for dance, it's not just a jump. Like if it's the wrong direction, is it the wrong facing? It shouldn't be used. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a lot of consideration, but there's no black and white. There's no rules to follow. After all, like it's it's. We're dealing with artists, mm. so there's, there's, they're not solid rules, I don't think. My photos, right, I've heard people saying that there's a, there's a soul to them. There's some kind of, the Chinese will say there's, there's some kind of shen to them, like in their eyes or their expressions. And that's why when, when I talk to people about shooting, right, when I talk to my mentee, when I talk to young dancers, right, I, I tell them there's this, there's this secret sauce that I cannot figure out in my photos. To me, my back, background as a teacher makes me feel that I, whatever I do, right, there's some, there's probably a way to explain it carefully 
and so that it's clear what's happening behind the scenes. But when it comes to photos, I, I think like what the two of them mentioned is that it's, there's a lot of in, instinctive work. Like when you see something, right, and you know that, oh, AE will work. But then when you try to tell your friends how you got it shot, right, it, it, it doesn't translate well. And like, you could be shooting a show with another person next to you, right, and your photos somewhat totally different. Like someone, like someone feels warmer about the show. Like li- literally, like oh, I, I feel this show is actually very warm. So when I choose to edit, right, the lights come out differently. Or I feel that this show is very, very cold to me. Or it's like it's 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 a very serious, it's a very solemn thing, and the pictures come out different. So and and I I think that kind of defines us as an artist sometimes because. Uh, we are not just there to like, like say, mom taking shots from 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 the audience itself. We also input some of our emotions as well. And I realize when I shoot on days that I don't feel happy, right? The shots don't come out well. <laughs> or some some shows it actually works better. Like when like when I shoot badly, I need to be a good mood. You know, mm. I, I I because I be very tired after all, so I, the shots don't come out well. So it really depends on a lot of factors. How to how to package this into like a nice lesson to teach younger photographers is not easy. So, yeah, it's really important that you, uh, everyone goes out to find their own style of shooting. You find your own style after a while, like some directors may like it, some don't like it, but eventually you find someone who will like your work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you stick to that company for the, for the longest time. Okay. Um, you mentioned that you have a mentee. I was just thinking about the professionalization of this practice. And what would that look like? I have had people ask me if they could work with me. Um, and I haven't said yes to anyone so far, but it's also because... Um, well, actually, no, there's one or two people that I actually have taken on board. Um, but it's really more just advice rather than, than kind of following me around. I mean, um, the thing is, the guy, one, there's one guy I, I taught, he's incredible. And this thing... I find they're very, very fast learners, and the things that that they really need to learn to impart to be the photographer themselves, I can't teach them. That's what I feel like. For me, what I feel like the guy, there's two guys that I know who regularly message me for stuff, but I don't call them mentees. It's just people that I that message me about things and they have questions. Um, the thing is, it's all the technical stuff. They get it. They get that. The the part where it's like where. Like they might say, oh, I like the photo that you did in that show. How did you do that? I one the, was one time I just said um, it was a lucky shot. I just how do you explain it? Because it wasn't a technical issue. It wasn't a technical issue. It was it was a, a beautiful moment between two actors, and then it just happened that one looked away at that right moment, and the light fell on that person's face at that right moment. I didn't plan that. It, that, that was literally just what it was. So it's, it's an interesting, it's a weird thing. I don't know. I don't know. I give technical advice. A lot of people ask me for gear, gear advice. I will give that like, like it's for free, but I don't know. I don't know. I find it very weird to give, to have a mentee to explain something I don't know how to explain. <laughs> If I knew, I would, but I make money yeah. from it. You know, those photographers who like charge so much money for that, you know, like the, the Peter Hurley course, how to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. The guy makes tons, loads of money. Or Sue Bryce, you know, the portrait photographer, and she's got like followers, you know, mm-hmm. tens of thousands of followers. I, I would love to know how to do that, but I don't. <laughs> I don't. I, I had people who came to me and said, oh, can I just follow you? And, and, and like, yeah, you go for shoots and I said, look, first, like, because of the nature of the work that I do, 
when I should, I can't talk to you. Like yeah. we must focus, and we most of the time, especially with stage work, it's just me who should, and like it's not you know a team. Um, so I always say you know go to you know try to find a f- you know free performance. Should mm. show me the photos. Um, if there's anything interesting, then we can work on that. But like people come ask. Never come back <laughs> yeah. mm. with photos. Mm. They never come back with photos, but they will email or they'll come up to you and ask you questions. Mm. Uh, but I totally agree. You know, technically, like with photography techniques, a lot of people have brilliant techniques. It's, it's about how you respond to what's on stage. Mm. I, and I really do think it comes down to how much you look, how much you love what's on stage. Yes. Mm. I think if you love what you're shooting, Mm. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm still learning. Like, um, so, like, I mean, dance photography is only something that I'm only just kind of starting in the last eighteen months or so in terms of actually doing it for a company per se. And I've, I've been very uncomfortable about it because um, I didn't understand the language of, of dance, the visual, the, the movement of it. So I, I just, I mean, and this is what, and I guess it, this is the kind of thing I would tell somebody who was asking me, how do you do it? I just, I didn't just said, look, I don't feel comfortable or confident enough. I started just asking dancers to do one-on-one sessions with me where they do improvisations. And I literally asked them, I was just like, okay, was this a good shot? Was that a good, bad shot? What, why is this a good shot? Or what should I be looking for? And I just ended up shooting, so I do this improvised portrait, workshops with dancers where I just photograph them moving and dancing until I get a sense of what I think looks good or feels good or um, I start noticing patterns with how they move and then that's how you kind of learn but it's about developing your own taste from that. Yeah, we've really run out of time (laughs) but no but this was such an interesting conversation so thanks for sharing with us. Yeah, I think it was, thanks. <laughs>